start by reading the Bible. <laughs> um, I just, if any of you are looking for something just special to read over Christmas, go down to Kurong and buy yourself one of these. The Story of Christmas in the Passion Translation. Uh, the Passion Translation is, is a newish translation that is deliberately written to uh, convey the heart of the words, not just the words. It's, a bu- it's poetic at times, it's beautiful. I'm just going to read um, from Luke 1 in this um, translation. This is a great little booklet because it's a conglomeration of the verses from the Old Testament right through to Revelation that prophesy into the birth of Jesus, talks about the birth of Jesus and then talks about his reign forever. It's a great little gift for people and a, just a good thing to be reading over Christmas. Amen. So let me just read to you from Luke 1. Unless you have the Passion Translation in front of you, you may want to just listen rather than read along. So during the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, the angel Gabriel was sent from God's presence to an unmarried girl named Miriam, which is Mary, living in Nazareth, a village of Galilee. She was engaged to a man named Joseph, a true descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Grace to you, young woman, for the Lord is with you. And so you are anointed with great favour, Mary. Or Miriam. Miriam was shocked over the words of the angel and bewildered at what this may mean for her. But the angel reassured her, saying, Do not yield to fear, Miriam. For the Lord has found delight in you and has chosen to surprise you with a wonderful gift. You will become pregnant with a baby boy and you will name him Jesus. He will be supreme and will be known as the son of the highest. And the Lord God will enthrone him as king on his, king on his ancestor David's throne. He will reign as king of Israel forever and, he will, and his reign will have no limit. And Miriam said, but how could this happen? I am still a virgin. And Gabriel the angel answered her, the spirit of holiness will fall upon you and the almighty God will spread his shadow of power over you in a cloud of glory. This is why the child born to you will be holy and he will be called the son of God. What's more, your aged aunt Elizabeth has also become pregnant with a son. The barren one is now in her sixth month. Not one promise from God is empty of power. For with God there is no such thing as impossibility. Then Miriam responded saying, This is amazing. I will be a mother for the Lord. As his servant, I accept whatever he has for me. May everything you have told me come to pass. And the angel left her. I just wanted to read that this morning because obviously we know, those of us that have been in church for a period of time, we know this story. But isn't it good to remind ourselves the truths of the story? Because something that's familiar, sometimes we can just think, oh yeah, yeah, I know that story. And it's good to shine light on it and remind ourselves that there was a young girl who was told by an angel that a miracle is going to happen in her midst and by faith she said yes. I don't think it's actually much different to most of us. Not that I'm saying you're all about to have a baby. But what I mean is in our journey with God, 
there are moments where God speaks to us and says, I'm going to do a miracle in your midst. I'm doing something special. I'm moving in your life. I'm moving in your family's lives. I'm moving in this season. I'm bringing breakthrough. And there's an invitation to have a response, a faith response, just like Mary did, and simply say this, this is amazing. Let it be to me everything that you are saying, God. Let it be to this season everything that you are saying, God. And don't we know that when there's an invitation from God, God is looking for an answer? He's looking for a response. When an invitation goes out, God's looking for heart responses that say, yeah, this is amazing and I'm going to partner with you, God, in all that you are speaking over me, over my family and over this season. And he's looking for a response where we will uh, be able to decree this really is amazing. It's a time of breakthrough and a time of, of miracles. I love... Um, I particularly love this translation translation because I really love how Mary's response is. This is amazing. You know, as we enter into a, a season of um, just outpouring and there's so much that we can already be grateful for and I'm often reminded to not despise the day of small beginnings. I'm often reminded that we can sometimes miss out on our own visitation simply by uh, expecting that everything that God does happens in... Um, is born in maturity, but even Jesus was born as a baby. And if Christmas teaches us anything, it teaches us that, uh, you know, God's always got a plan and sometimes his answers arrive little. And it requires nurturing hearts that can recognise the seed form of what we've been asking for and look after it and nurture it and help it grow into maturity. If I'm to just be uh, thinking about this season that even we are in at the moment, it requires hearts that, that can look and go, I can see the seeds of something special that God's doing. And God's giving an invitation to people who will say, I can see God's doing something really special right now. I'm going to nurture it and look after it and breathe life over it and partner with what God's doing and see it grow into maturity. If we think about this Christmas season that we're entering into where many of us are praying uh, for a visitation of God over our families, right? For a visitation of God into our children's lives, our parents' lives, our extended families' lives. And as we're praying for that, and many of us are praying for restoration where connections have been uh, disconnected or just it hasn't felt like how we know we'd like it to be, Right? You know, restoration can happen in seed form sometimes. Let's have eyes over this season that recognises when a heart feels different, that recognises where God is moving in a different way and there's a sense of grace that hasn't been there before. To recognise when God is placing within our hearts a hope and a joy and an expectation for a fresh move in our families that's the seed form of what we've been praying for. I love that Mary said, um, 
that her response when God came and essentially told her, hey, I'm going to do a mighty thing in your life, and she says, this is amazing. I think that's one of the reasons why she had so much favour with God. Because she had eyes that recognised when God was doing something amazing. And she partnered with it even in how she spoke about it. What God is doing in our midst and in your midst and in your families in this season is amazing. Let's partner with what God's doing this season, even in how we talk about it. I've often talked about how uh, Zechariah, who was Elizabeth's husband, so Elizabeth was pregnant at the same time she had gives birth to John the Baptist, and we know that Zechariah, when the angel came and told him, your wife is going to have a baby, he had a slightly different conversation with the angel than what Mary had. Zechariah's response was essentially to turn around and give God. So there's an angel standing at the altar. He's literally in church, for lack of another way of talking, talking about it, you know, pouring out worship over God. And a literal angel shows up to Zechariah and says, hey, I'm going to do a miracle in, in your world. The things that you're crying out for, I'm now going to do. And Zechariah stands there with the manifestation of an angel in front of him and essentially starts lifting o- listing off all the reasons why that's impossible, she's too old, it can't happen, haven't you heard what the doctors have said about that? Haven't you heard that she is way past that um, time where this is going to be possible in our lives? Haven't you heard this? Haven't you seen this? Don't you know? He's standing there telling an angel who just showed up to him to deliver to him a message of good news and breakthrough and the very things that he's been praying for. And Zechariah stands there and says all the reasons why that's not going to happen. We know that the outcome of that was that probably God in his mercy closed his mouth and he couldn't talk for the period of the pregnancy, right? So he could no longer speak negative words over what God was trying to do in his midst. Mary's response was this is amazing. I think that we're all being invited into a a holy moment over this Christmas season where God is inviting us to simply partner with what he's pouring out and agree with him that he is amazing. That he is the God of all things that are possible. That he is a God who is moving on our behalf to speak into our families' lives, to speak into our friends' lives, to speak into our lives, to bring the very breakthroughs that we've been crying out for. And he's looking for a people over this Christmas who will partner with him and say, Grace, Grace, this is amazing, God, what you are doing. And there's an opportunity for all of us, you know, to not despise the day of small beginnings. What does despising the day of small beginnings look like? Being negative all the time. Keeping our eyes on what hasn't happened rather than what God is doing. Living from fear rather than from a place of hope and trust. Not recognising when God is moving and bringing the seeds of the very things we've been asking for. That is living from a place of despising the day of small beginnings. So to flip 
our, the way we do life in this season, I believe is the invitation that God is putting before us this season. To not despise the day of small beginnings. So if I'm sitting around my Christmas table um, or having a conversation with someone that I'm believing for breakthrough with and I just see the slightest little change, breathe life on that father. I speak more over our families. Lord, I thank you that you are, are softening hearts towards you, even now. God, I don't need to see the full manifestation to be able to celebrate with you the beginning seeds of what you're doing in our lives, in our midst, in our families. Give us a heart, God, to be able to recognise your amazingness in every situation we're praying about. That when we praise, it shifts an atmosphere. That when we pray, it changes things. And so, God, we just enter into faith in this Christmas season that it's impossible for you to not be working in our families because we're praying for them, because we're decreeing your goodness over them. And, Father, we thank you for the seeds that you're already doing. Does this make sense? I know I'm praying even as I'm talking. But I am expecting Christmas miracles around feasting tables of our heart this year this season. I am expecting that God is doing much and has already been doing much and I am expecting that we are going to see more and more and more and more. I'm expecting that as we enter into 2016 that we're entering into the best season of our lives, amen, that the church is entering into a season of great breakthrough and of great uh, joy breaking out again of miracles, signs and wonders and salvations popping with more regularity. I'm expecting that as we enter into this season that there's going to be more and more and more that's going to astound, astound us of God's glory. But I do know this, that we need to purposely partner with a spirit that says, I will not despise the day of small beginnings. I know that we need to keep our eyes on what God is doing and not what he isn't doing. I know we need to focus on the gold and not the dirt. I know that we need to lean into what God is speaking over us. Amen? You know, my prayer uh, is essentially this, this Christmas season and as we enter into 2016, that we would be people that pour oil on fire and not a wet blanket. It's really easy. Let me give you this gift. I know I'm talking about revival, but I believe that we're in a season where we're um, over Christmas and into New Year that God is restoring Australia to its prophetic call, which is that we're the great Southland of the Holy Spirit <laughs> and that he's been preparing our hearts in this nation for a long time. And there's, going to, there's a cry in the average Aussie's heart for an authentic move of God for realness, for a real God to meet their real heart's issues, right? Is that your cry? Because I know that's the average Aussie's cry, whether they connect that to God or not. I know it's my cry. I want to see a crazy, authentic move of God over this nation. I want to see a crazy, authentic move of God over my own family. I want to see God break out in power. I'm seeing God break out in power. I'm believing for more and more and more, right? But, you know, here's just one little tip. 
for all of us, whether we're meeting with our families or gathering here together or, or entering into um, to next year with great expectation. One of the quickest ways to stop what God is doing is to be a wet blanket. One of the quickest ways to stop what God is doing in your family is to not recognise the seeds of what God is already doing and to douse lack of hope, lack of enthusiasm, lack of joy over the little seeds that we're seeing. Can I give you an example? I remember last year, um, you know, I hold really dear in my heart, and I'm going to end with this and, and pray for all of us. Um, I hold really dear in my heart what's been going on in our youth. And those of us that have journeyed with Pour It Out um, youth know that there's been something really precious going on, right, guys, over this last year. There's been such an authenticity of God breaking out, and our youth worship their hearts out. Just a couple weeks ago, they spent the whole day worshipping and praying together and, and some of the songs that we sang this morning were written two weeks ago just prophetically because they're together and they can't stop worshipping and out came songs, right? There's a whole bunch of stuff. I could go on forever and ever and ever. Youth that said they would never, um, you know, they had no interest in church, arrive at youth for one night and all our youth stand around prophesying over them, speaking to their heart and... They're wrecked. I get emotional every time I talk about them. And I know some of you aren't going to get that. But I will explain to you what it means. <laughs> that fixed it. Just say crikey, it fixes everything. Um, I'll explain to you why it means so much to me. Because I went through a time not that long ago where I was looking for hope from God. And I looked at our youth and I saw the seeds of hope. And I went, God, I may not see everything that I'm believing for yet, but I can see in them something special. And I can see in them that that alone is a reason to never ever give up and so my heart is connected to breathing life over what God is doing in this house but what was going on in that youth is particularly precious to me because it spoke to my heart and I remember being at a conference last year where there were a whole bunch of you know amazing miracles going on and um, salvations and incredible presence of God and I remember um, that we had had in our prayer room a bunch of, we've seen a whole bunch of amazing miracles, but just recently in that time we had had supernatural honey appear. And I know that might mess with some of you, but we'd been praying and there was literal honey that appeared on Ben's arm. And we just took it as a sign of revelation and healing being poured out, which the Bible refers to honey um, as representing revelation and healing. Anyway, that had been an amazing thing. And while we were in this um, set of meetings, I remember um, two of our youth experienced supernatural honey manifest on their hands. And I, we were in this um, big space, and I remember the two youth calling out my name from one end of the building to the other. Jody! And I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> Has someone killed someone? <laughs> 
And they came running towards me at like incredible speed and they ran up to me and was like, Jody, 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 there's honey on my hands, there's honey on my hands. And I, I'm, you know why I'm telling you this? Because I stood there and I went, thank you, God. Because they ran to me to tell me what God was doing in their hearts. That would never have happened if I had been a voice of the wet blanket over what God is doing in their midst. We want people to run to us when they're experiencing a moment of God breaking out in their life. We want people to run to us to have an encounter of God breaking out in their life. We want to pour oil when we see the seeds of God moving in the midst of our family members. We want to pour oil over fire when we see, you know, 15, 16, 17, 18 people turning up at 6am to pray for revival over a region, over a people that they haven't even met yet. I want to be one that pours fire on that and recognises that that is something unique and special that's going on right now. And it's not the fullness of revival but it is the seed of something powerful that God's pouring out in our midst. And I want to be one who cheers that on and pours oil on it. I never want to be one who pours a wet blanket over it. I never want to be one who says that's a waste of time and why are we doing that? I never want to be one who looks at the seeds of what something is doing and speaks negativity over it because it's not in the full version of what we're believing for. I want to be one who can look and recognize the seed of what God's doing. Pour oil over the fire. Let it become a ferocious flame. Is that your heart this Christmas? I know that God is pouring out uh, his oil over our families in this season. I know he's pouring out oil over what he's doing in this house. But I know he's pouring out oil over this nation and over this region too. It's my heart that we would pray together. I'm just going to close with this. I just want us to to end by just praying and asking for a grace to pour oil on the fires around our hearts, around our families, around this house, and around this region. You know, we can uh, be our own worst enemies sometimes. In the sense that if we look at life through the lens of perfectionism, we sometimes think, well, I can't do what I want to do, so I'll do nothing. Let me just break it down for you. Something's better than nothing. We pray when we can pray. We give what we can give. We support and we cheer where we can. And we stand together. And we pour oil on the fires of our hearts, of our families, of this house, and the dreams of this region. Amen. Let's just stand. We're going to pray. Ha. Jesus. You know, if you're with family here this morning, just uh, grab a hold of their hands. We're all family, essentially. You don't have to feel left out. Someone... If you see someone by themselves, you can grab them. If you don't know them, you're allowed to say hello so you don't feel like this is some geeky weird thing. Who the heck are you holding my hand? 
I just want to pray blessing over this season for us. Does that make sense? You start, just release blessing right now. Just ask God for blessing as you gather as families. Just ask him for his grace right now over your family, over your children, over your uh, parents and extended families. We just cry out for a move of God over our families and friends this season, Father. Just ask him, pray right now for those that are on your hearts. Just ask the Father for a move of his spirit into our our Christmas tables, our feasting tables this season. Father, we just thank you that you are never short of solutions. So God, we just speak solutions over our families this season, Father. We just speak joy and hope, Father, that there would be hope. For those of us who have an expectation that Christmas is is hard and it's not been a, a fun time for us, I just ask you to rewrite our expectations even now, Father, that you would just rewrite our heart hopes for this season and that you would give us something special of you this year, that you would change how we think about Christmas. Father, we just speak to you right now on behalf of our families and our friends, our colleagues. And we ask for an encounter for them. Jesus, give us an encounter for us. Lord, transform our hearts to be just like Mary, that we can see the seeds of what you're doing and say, this is amazing. Jesus, give us hearts to see gold. Give us hearts to see the seeds. Lord, that you would raise us up as people that pour oil on fires. Jesus, that you would show us when and if. We give you permission, God, that if we are being a wet blanket over what you're trying to do, that you would just show us immediately and say, hey, let's change how we're talking. And Father, we just ask you right now for incredible explosions of joy over this season, God. We just join together and we speak blessing and favor and increase and breakthrough, Father. Lord, I just decree gifts from heaven over this season that we're there is lack, God, that you would come and pour out abundance, that where there are needs, Father, I ask for solutions. And God, I just pray that you would give us eyes to see what you're doing this season. Let us see what you're doing. And let us be filled with joy. (laughs) Great joy. Great joy. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let your fire burn in us, O Lord. Let it burn.